everyone. Thank you for joining us again to the Alpha UTD podcast. Today we have a special guest, Juan Morin, who's actually a previous member of the Alpha UTD chapter and has now gone off into different professional um, jobs. He He's here and uh, now I'll pass it on to him so he can quickly introduce himself or it doesn't have to be quickly. How's, how's everyone doing? Um, happy to be part of this podcast. So, uh, uh, name's Juan Morin. Uh, I'm currently a financial analyst for Epic Midstream. They're a pipeline, oil pipeline company based out of San Antonio, Texas. And um, just kind of quick overview. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm originally from San Luis, Mexico, but spent my pretty much my whole life in the DFW area and uh, went to community college first. I don't know if a lot of you will, will be able to connect with this, but went to uh, Dallas County Community Colleges uh, for a couple of years and then transferred over to uh, to UT Dallas. Um, always kind of wanted to uh, be in a math heavy role, just kind of given that was always my, my strength growing up. And so uh, also wanted to combine that with business. And so finance was kind of the the perfect medium for me so I pursued a degree in finance and uh, had a few internships in college Uh, did an accounting one with McKesson did a uh, operations one with Goldman Sachs out in Salt Lake City and then uh, spent one year with a uh, boutique investment bank uh, in uh, in downtown Dallas Uh, they were called Commerce Street Capital as uh, as an intern there um, and then after that, I had a few had a few offers to choose from, and um, went with a uh, corporate banking uh, analyst in Houston, Texas, for BBVA, uh, B- formerly known as BBVA Compass. And um, this one kind of just checked all the boxes for me. Uh, it was close to home. It was an exciting opportunity coming out of college. It, it was, uh, you know, higher salary than my other options. And then uh, it was unique because uh, it's a mix of finance and energy. And uh, those two are, uh, you know, you can't really go wrong with a combination of those two. And uh, after that, spent about a year and eight months there and uh, got an opportunity to work for uh, the smaller pipeline company in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, again, kind of checked all the boxes which we can kind of discuss later but uh, uh been doing been doing a uh, been in a financial analyst role here at epic for uh, a little over a year now well thank you for sharing yeah i feel like a lot of our members would really we have i know for sure a few of the officers that went first to community college and then transfer over to ut dallas and so i feel like your experience will resonate as well because uh, of your multiple internship experiences, which a lot of our members are going through as well right now. To begin, I know I did like want to bring it up because we just concluded Hispanic Heritage Month, and like through all your different roles, how has your identity of being Latinx shaped your career and experiences? I think um, there's a couple of things here, right? I think uh, um, one thing is, you know there's one like in oil and in finance you won't see too much diversity uh when you're coming out of college and uh it's it's really changing in today's world because 
a lot of larger companies are promoting diversity and inclusion. And um, that's really kind of changing like the younger generation. So you'll you'll clearly be able to see it when you come into the workforce. You'll see that there's a whole lot more diversity in younger professionals and less so much of that diversity in older professionals. And so um, I think as far as like how being Latino has affected me in the professional space, I think it's really helped me because because of that push for diversity uh, in today's world. Um, and I mean, we're, we're living in, in good times for that right now. I think just from, I mean, I've had older mentors, I have older mentors myself, and in the past, it hasn't always been as easy for them to kind of integrate uh, into the workforce where most of the people you see around you are like, you know, older white males or white females and um, in today's world, it's a lot different. So I think it's it's been very beneficial. Um, me personally, uh, I think one of the uh, one of the things when I was switching jobs from uh, Houston to San Antonio, one thing that I really loved about San Antonio is the Tex-Mex and the Mexican culture. And so um, that was really attractive to me whenever I was looking at the role. Not only was you know, not only was I paying attention to the role itself, but I was looking at the community here in San Antonio and um, I really felt like, you know, at home uh, around with, with, with like the community, the culture and all that stuff. So I think that's how it, it's affected me. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And I know we also have Alex on the call. So Alex, yeah. do you have a follow-up question? Uh, hello, and I'm Alex. I'm the Director of Community Engagement this year. And I actually met Juan through Alpha my freshman year. And so that's what reminded me when he mentioned he had a previous mentor that helped him uh, to transition into the workplace. So uh, I know I've met a lot of people through Alpha that have helped me just sort of develop professionally and Juan actually being one of them. So I was wondering if you could also give us a bit of an insight into your sort of like your Alpha story. How did you get involved with it or what it, how it helped you actually transition into the workplace? through or going from your college careers and develop professionally into the workplace. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Alex. Yeah. Alex and I met uh, when I was still in college. So uh, I know he reaches out every once in a while to kind of just give me an update on what he's doing. And, um, uh, you know, we kind of just touch base. So it's always good to stay in touch with, with anyone that you connect with um, who's like an upperclassman or even as a mentor. So appreciate you uh, bringing that up Um, as far as, how I came across Alpha. Uh, well, I, I I really just wanted to get involved. As soon as I transferred uh, from a community college to UTD, I wanted to get really involved as much as I could. And I mean, you know, Association of Latino Professionals uh, for America, I, at the time it was in finance and accounting. Um, and of course they switched it to be a little bit more inclusive of different, pro- profession, different uh, professions. And so um, it was really attractive to me, one, because, you know, I was Latino and, uh, um, you know, I just knew that once I kind of did a bit of Google searching, I knew that it was a pretty big organization and a pretty big organization, excuse me. And um, uh, I decided to get involved with it, really. I went and uh, I showed up to a meeting that they had uh, because they were pretty active and were posting them all around the school, uh, posting flyers. So I went into a meeting, uh, got a good feel for the individuals there. I stayed after I spoke with them and I felt like I really connected with the people there. And 
they were speaking about convention and about internships that they had. And all of that really resonated with me. And it was something that I wanted to be a part of. So um, once I uh, once I did get involved, <clears throat> I uh, came across an individual, uh, Alfonso Vernon. You guys can Google him. Uh, he was work at the time. He was working for uh, Goldman in one of their uh, accounting groups, and so um, I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with him. And uh, we met at a professional event with the larger, broader uh, DFW Alpha uh, group. Um, and him and I connected well. We had similar background. Uh, paid our way. We we both kind of paid our way through school, so we we connected on that. And so he became a really close mentor of mine, and he was really helping me with a variety of things. And with his help, I was um, able to uh, secure an internship with uh, with Goldman out in Salt Lake City. Um, and so I would say those things are very, very, th those two things are very, very, uh, have been very beneficial to me. One of them, obviously, like a leadership, a leadership position and the involvement that you get from Alpha. And then the other one is the mentors and the people that you meet. Um, you you just you benefit greatly from from both of those things. Yeah, I agree with you. We had like an episode where we just talked about like the benefits of being involved with an organization. And so, of course, you're, you'll get like the leadership experience from any organization. But with Alpha, it's like that mentor um, mentorship that you get from Alpha DFW or Alpha National um, that for me makes it even more valuable than like another one another organization on campus yeah absolutely jackie and then being a part of like those large competitions at convention where you're you know dealing with massive companies like walmart or kpng and you know the other big four and uh even big financial institutions like jp morgan wells fargo uh you know i interviewed with with some of those guys at convention and it's um I, I wouldn't say it's really easy to get an interview, but it's a lot easier to get an interview when you're involved in Alpha and when you go to convention, as opposed to just like going online and submitting your resume where, you know, a lot of times it really feels like it's going into a black hole. <laughs> what I also really like about like being involved with Alpha is that once you like go to the convention, um, you're interviewing with other Latinx professionals that understand like where you're coming from. Um, and they're more likely to like... Un to know your story and to like relate to you yep yep absolutely so i was uh, i wanted to ask you like about your experience like from moving places um because i know like a lot of students especially hispanics are really like tied down to yeah. their families yeah yeah no i agree uh, with you really um, for some people yeah yeah it really is <laughs> so i and I appreciate you bringing that up because me personally, when I was in college, I never moved out. <laughs> so I have I had older siblings who um, who got married like as soon as they turned like 17, 18 and 19. So I have two older siblings that did that. And so me being the third child, um, it wasn't really a, a path that I wanted to take. I wanted to kind of like go to college, get a degree and then, uh, you know, find a, a professional job. And so um, I follow that trend, right? Or I follow that path. And uh, I, I lived at home whenever I was in college, uh, just because I, I, was, I was paying my way through school and I was trying not to get into debt. So, so that's something that I did. It was kind of just like a personal decision, right? 
Um, and so I stayed at home and uh, I spent uh, probably like five and a half years going through undergrad just because of uh, a variety of obstacles, to be honest with you. But anyway, once I did graduate, as far as like moving to a different city, um, it I, I, when I did get offers outside of Texas. But for me, um, I kind of wanted to stay close to home. I wanted to be able to easily visit home um, because all my family is in the DFW area. And so for me, uh, the opportunity in Houston made the most sense because uh, it paid better than the options that I had or similar to the options that I had. And then it was in a good industry in like a large industry, like a mix of finance and energy. And then the third bullet point was that <clears throat> it was a little bit closer to home. So if I did get homesick, I could just, you know, get in my car and drive the five hours uh, for a weekend uh, over over with uh, with family in the DFW area. And so for me, uh, that's one thing that, that I liked. But I will say that it was also nice getting out of the same city because I spent my whole time in Dallas, the DFW area. And so being able to leave and explore a whole new city, that was really exciting for me. And it was also like a little adventure because I didn't know anybody in Houston. Um, like I had friends of friends who knew people in Houston. But as far as me, um, I, I didn't know a single person. So when I moved there, it was kind of just like on my own sort of thing. And that was for me, that was a little enticing because it was more of an adventure and something new and a little bit of a challenge. So that's how I saw it. And um, that's why, that's why I really enjoy, I really enjoy the move and uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, and then I also, I moved again from Houston to San Antonio. Uh, I think again, I, that was kind of like for, for a variety of reasons as well, but I think it mostly related to my job. And then the second piece was I wanted to again, explore a whole new city. And San Antonio, uh, although it's still a Texas city and, you know, similar in a lot of ways, it's kind of got its own culture compared to like Houston and Dallas. Um, so I think those are, uh, that, that's been my experience as far as like how easy it was. Um, I wouldn't say, I would say probably moving to Houston was the hardest part, uh, like leaving home, moving out of home, like living on my own. All of that was pretty hard uh, just because like, um, you know, I had to like, at home, my mom always cooked for me. So like this time I was kind of on my own. Right. And so had to do a lot of, uh, exploring there. And then the other piece was like making new friends. But, um, as far as making new friends and meeting new people, a lot of them just ended up being my coworkers. And then like friends of friends from coworkers became my best friends when I was in Houston. And I made like a pretty big group of like 12 people, which we all kind of hung out. So, um, that that that's been my experience no yeah and i like that you mentioned that that you kind of make your new group of friends over there yeah um because i feel like that's a big part of like going to a new city and getting to know people and live there as well um because yeah like a lot of people i feel like they don't take the opportunity or they don't try to explore for roles outside of their city and like sometimes that's like limiting mm -hmm. what they could be doing And I feel like you found the perfect balance because you still, like, got the perks of living somewhere else by yourself, but not being too far away from home. Yeah, that's and right. You explained, 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I would, I would definitely urge people to step out of their comfort zone in all honesty. Uh, me personally, like, just like Latino parents, they don't, they want to keep, uh, you know, they want to, they want their children to be nearby and whatnot. And for me, that was one of the biggest things, like, like I lived with my mom my whole life. Right. So like my mom really didn't want me to move to a different city, but um, she kind of understood that for me, it was like, man, like I was kind of like, you know, quote unquote, like reaching for the stars, like picking the best role that, that I wanted and, you know, the best paying role. And sometimes that's just kind of where uh, life takes you. <laughs> and I feel like you just kind of have to trust the process and step out of your comfort zone and just kind of go for it, to be honest with you. Oliver, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this um, because I'm actually dealing with a similar situation of having to decide whether I want to move outside of Dallas or stay by my family. Um, I have a few offers outside of the outside of the state, actually. But yeah, that's a good thing that you mentioned. That that's something that I've been debating with a lot. And also, I know something that a lot of people do tend to sort of debate with is changing jobs. So I know you changed jobs from when you move from your Houston job to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And I know for some people, it's a pretty scary jump yeah. and sometimes it might be necessary. So I was wondering um, what advice would you give to somebody that's considering changing jobs or what's what led up to you making the decision to leave your Houston job to move to your current job? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of alluding, uh, so it's kind of like a little bit of a two-part question, right? I think the first part is like, yeah picking a job in a different city uh, i would just say if if it makes sense to you and uh if the pay is there and if you really really feel like the opportunity is one that you can't miss out on i say you have to take it um and i speak that from like like uh, i had i have a cousin who really really smart girl like she's like a, a gate scholar she went to university of arkansas like graduated valedictorian from her high school and, um, you know, had internships on, uh, on wall street and, um, her, uh, her boyfriend and her family are all from like Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they all kind of wanted her to kind of come back and like work somewhere around there and whatnot. And she, she definitely wanted to live there long-term because that's home, right? That's like, that's the community she wants to be involved in. That's the community she wants to help grow. Um, but she said that she also wanted like, you know, the sort of like Wall Street experience that that uh, uh, she was kind of like yearning for. Right. And kind of like culminating her uh, her like four year degree with kind of like the cherry on top. That's kind of how it was for her. Right. And so um, she was asking me for some advice. And I was like, honestly, like, just take it, <laughs> like, go for it. Um, if you feel like you know, my thing is like, you don't want to live a, you don't want to be like really, really old and like look back on things and be like, man, I, I really wish I could have done that. Or I missed out on that opportunity. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to have a life where you're like regretting things. Um, obviously if it doesn't make sense, like, you know, if you have like a sick family member or anything along those lines, that's kind of a different story, right? Like you have to put other things, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's other things that are more important, but if you get the opportunity and, and you think you can do it, then I would, I would definitely go for it. I would encourage it. Um, the, and then the other part is like, uh, I think you said something about, uh, oh, switching roles. Right. So I think for me, um, whenever I was, 
working at uh, at BBVA. You know, I, I really enjoyed the role. Uh, it was a uh, it was a corporate banking role. So, um, without getting too technical here, essentially what my company did, what BBVA did, my group did, was that we lended money to uh, just kind of think of like the largest oil and gas companies out there, like the Chevrons, the Exxons, the Schlumberger's, and uh, we would do a lot of underwriting for those deals. So we would look at like their financials, their management, their strategy, their forecasts, all those things, and crunch a bunch of numbers, uh, figure out their strategy, and then <clears throat> either approve them for the, uh, the the bonds, the loans, or whatever we were helping them underwrite. That's kind of uh, what, what I was doing there. Um, the reason I decided to move was really the main reason was that I felt like I, I was definitely learning a lot, but as far as, but they had a lot of templates built out. And so you would kind of just go in, plug numbers, plug what you needed to drop in. You would translate a lot of their like presentations over into like a, almost like a pitch for the, uh, uh, for our own team, for our own like, uh, lenders essentially so you would grab all their information you'd throw it into like uh your own like either like word document or powerpoint presentation and then with that presentation you would present it to uh the banks essentially like their management committee and then they would either decide to approve the loan or deny the loan um obviously with the help of like different uh like our risk management team as well and so you would kind of present that information to them and so one thing that i didn't like about the role was that <clears throat> a lot of times we would kind of bring in deals that we knew were not going to work out and we would still kind of try to push them and that was really more of like the banker saying hey i brought 20 deals in this year only five of them were approved like i'm doing my job it's just the bank that's not approving the loans so it was kind of like you know, it was kind of like, I wouldn't call it political in that sense, but it was kind of like just the bankers making, they knew they wouldn't, they knew they would bring in a deal that wasn't going to make it, but they would still try to push it through. And so as a young professional, as an analyst, you would do so much work for it the whole time knowing generally that it was probably not going to make it through. And so that's one thing that was a little frustrating. Um, the other thing was they had a lot of templates that they used. And so you weren't always super deep in the weeds on numbers and building out models. And like, I felt like oftentimes I got more technical exposure when I was in school and less technical exposure actually on the job. Um, however, I will say I was, uh, I was developing my soft skills a lot. So, you know, ability to communicate, ability to articulate problems, things, things of that nature. Um, and so for me, I wanted to really develop my, uh, my technical skill set, And so, um, this role at Epic Midstream in San Antonio, it was uh, it was really very very heavy modeling. So a ton of Excel work. Uh, very like every model that we build out was from scratch. So you would always start with like a blank spreadsheet, and you would build out um, a model based on whatever project you were looking at. So uh, it's a it's a newer company. And so um, the good thing about this company is that it's a uh, it's a massive startup. So we, as far as like how our assets are valued, it's about we have two main pipelines. They're 700 miles, and so all the way from uh, West Texas to Corpus Christi, 
and just kind of think collectively, the whole project is about a $4 billion project. And so, yes, like it's a startup, but it's like a startup with a lot of investors and a lot of money involved. And so that's what was really attractive to me. And the fact that I would be like very deep in the weeds and a very important kind of like individual in the company um, was was uh, really cool. It was a really cool opportunity for me. And so I think those are really the reasons why why I picked it. Thank you for explaining that. I know that's a lot of young professionals go through that question like earlier on in their career. Like, is this a role that I like? And you did a great job explaining like um, your previous role and then what kind of made you look for other opportunities. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that it, it's different for everyone. Many people like some things more than others. So um, it really just depends on, on where every person is at and their personality, really. Yeah, and then... Um, one more question that I wanted to ask you was like, I know you did attend the SVMP for oh, yeah. Harvard. It's like the summer venture management program. So I uh, think you might go back to school and get your MBA or is that something um, you're not considering at the moment? <laughs> That's a great question, actually. I think, uh, appreciate appreciate you bringing that up. That's definitely one thing that's kind of been in the back of my head. <laughs> I haven't really decided yet what I'm going to do. Um, as of right now, I, I'm, I'm what, I'm like 26 years old. Uh, I have about three years of experience out of school. And so it's, uh, it's a tough question, to be honest with you. There's a lot of things that need to be considered. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it really just comes down to like what you want it, what an individual wants to do with their life. Um, because you can definitely be plenty successful with just your bachelor's degree and um, like a general a lot of just like business exposure and business experience just like professional experience you can definitely be uh, very successful and um, even with like you know you tack on like I know I know you Jackie you you um, you're more on like the information technology side I know for and and then you Alex you're on the uh, you're right now you're uh, getting your bachelor's in uh uh, accounting and I'm not sure if you're getting your master's as well but I know that master's degrees for both of those roles like information technology and accounting um, you know take you even further like take you to the next step right and so do, like does it make sense to tag on an MBA like three four five years down the road uh, for you guys I, and I think that really just depends on what you want to do uh, with your experience and if the MBA is going to pay for itself, because a lot of these MBA programs are really expensive. They're like, geez, at least like, what, like somewhere in the neighborhood of like forty, fifty thousand dollars a semester. And so if you're going for a two year MBA, that's like two hundred thousand dollars that you're going into debt for. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and like me personally, mm-hmm. like just kind of like as a personal note, I just I just bought a house here in San Antonio and the the house was a little over that amount and so you know like that house eventually will be paid off and for me it's going to become a rental property and it's going to start generating money for me right and so you have to look at like different options like that like what's the value of that degree like what are you going to do with your MBA degree like are you um initially going to start off a new company or are you going to go into like a management role or are you going to um, 
you know, go into a very high paying role, like, you know, some Wall Street role or, uh, you know, a business like business development at a tech company in like San Francisco or, um, you know, another I know I said Wall Street, but like Wall Street's like a big, a big umbrella. It can be like rates or, um, you know, like fidelity investment research, stuff like that. Or the other the other like third one would be like, you know, like a consulting role that's like a uh, like a management consulting role. You know, there's a variety of roles that you can pick from and that you can do after you get your MBA degree. And <clears throat> it really just depends on, uh, you know, what you want to do long term. Um, as far as for me, to be quite honest with you, I'm undecided. <laughs> I haven't figured out whether <laughs> whether I want to get my MBA degree and what I want to do with it. It's funny because um, whenever I was switching roles from Houston to San Antonio, from the bank to the uh, pipeline company, uh, I bought, I thought I was going to go straight into my MBA, uh, at least within like the next year. And I bought all the GMAT, <laughs> the GMAT prep materials, and I started going through them. And man, to be honest with you, it was a little hard. <laughs> some of that material, I was a little <laughs> rusty. So some of that material was was uh, uh, new to me. But I still have all that, all that material, all those books, and I haven't touched them. So at this point, I'm, I'm still undecided. Um, I lean towards it. And then other days I lean away from it. So I'm really in the middle, to be honest with you. No, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are on the same boat right now, especially with COVID and classes being online. I feel like a big part of it would also be like the people you meet. And so right now, that's not part of the deal. I, so I, totally I completely understand. agree. It's a bad trade-off right now. <laughs> Me personally, that's what I think. I think you learn a lot in like uh, in your MBA class, in your MBA classes, you definitely learn a lot. But as far as like what I took from SVMP is that one of the like biggest benefits you get is the connections you make um, because those people are people you end up collaborating with a lot in life. They become like really good friends, even mentors and, you know, sometimes like business partners and um, the connections you make are big. They're a big part of the MBA as far as like also the alumni network because then you have access to like hundreds of people who have a degree from like, you know, University of Chicago or, or uh, UT Austin or Harvard or wherever you choose to go. Right. Um, so I completely agree with you there. Yes. And so I guess right now you just encouraged me to at least take the GMAT to have like something in place in case I do want to years. go. <laughs> because that's like, yeah, I, it's a common like theme that I hear from different professionals. Like, just take it because it gets harder to study. <laughs> I for agree, it. honestly. If I'm, I'm sure you're like you're pretty stressed out with everything you have on your plate. I know I was my senior year, but um, I would, yeah, I would try to squeeze it in somewhere <laughs> because it, it does get harder down yeah. the road to get back into it. No, you're right. So I'm, I'm gonna start studying. But, but you're right. Like I know I like how you mentioned that it matters and different amounts for different majors like i know alex um you were planning to do your master's right yeah so i can complete my uh, cpa That's exam right. yeah so like for him like it's more yes. beneficial than than like me if i decide to go super technical like i feel like experience yes. would be more important yes. and then for me i i didn't get a master's in finance because 
once I had my bachelor's, like leading up to the to the time I got my degree, I already had a uh, a few job offers, and so I didn't need to go back do my master's degree unless I was looking for a specific job offer. So I was kind of like, you know, all ready to go. I just wanted to close off um, by asking Juan, like, any last words of advice for the Alpha members right now coming in? Maybe for a lot of them, it's their first time um, getting involved with the chapter. We have a lot of freshmen, a few seniors that are um, for full-time positions right now. Mm -hmm. So kind of just everyone from freshman to senior. Yeah. What advice would you give students? Yeah, for sure. I think I think I would definitely split it out into two separate, two separate uh, advices for like newer individuals. Whether you're like a transfer student or a freshman, <clears throat> I would say just keep in mind that like you're paying for this degree, <laughs> you're paying for the time on campus, and you're paying for the professor's time. You're paying for all those things. So uh, my view is like you want to milk it you want to get as much as you can out of it you want to get as involved as you can take every opportunity you can like my view is like stretch yourself as thin as possible uh, because you're really going to reap the rewards whenever you're interviewing you want to have a really cool story to tell you want to be able to set yourself apart from the crowd and you want to have as many internships under your belt as possible so that when you're coming out of college you have multiple job offers and it's not really you looking for jobs a lot of times it's like you submit applications you connect with people um, you interview at like the alpha convention or at other conventions and they already want to interview you and they already like you from the get-go they're like this guy's great like or this lady's great she has a bunch of internships she's got great experience she's got leadership experience and we want her right and so your interview goes smoother mm -hmm. um so I would say that for like the newer members, as far as for the more senior members, I would say, um, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have um, have had internships. And if you haven't, I'm sure you have like organizational experience or you have you have hopefully good grades, <laughs> hopefully a combination of those three. But I would say just, um, you know, continue selling yourself, like focus on your strengths, uh, market those strengths. Um, because those sell skills are what are going to help you the most in your interview, um, wherever you're interviewing, you always want to be able to, to say that, uh, you're bringing value to the company and that you're the right choice for them to make. And, um, you know, be open to different opportunities, whether they're in a different city, uh, maybe a different role. Um, right now I have a friend who, she graduated with a degree in business administration and she came across a role as like a data analyst, like a, which eventually would transpire into like a, a data scientist role. And uh, she jumped into it and she's been doing great at it. And, you know, I guess that's the other piece, just be open to different roles and be open-minded and uh, just keep working hard. It always pays off. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Especially that last part about being open-minded and like, um, possibly landing in a role yes. you weren't expecting but you never know like what you could i agree 100 there's always something to learn as long as you're willing to put in the work and as, as long as you're being open-minded and um welcoming opportunities yes so again i just want to um close it off and thank you so much for joining me and alex today and sharing your experience i'm so happy to talk to someone that was 
part of Alpha before. So it kind of gives us a glimpse, you know, to like who we could become or like where our past members yep. have yep, gone. Absolutely. So it was just really exciting yeah, to hear. No, your absolutely. Story. And I guess for anyone who listened, feel uh, I I couldn't have done it without the help of like a bunch of mentors and just other people who I've come across with in life. So if anyone needs an opinion, like a resume review or anything along those lines, just feel free to feel free to shoot me a note. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you guys can probably share my email. I'll send it over to y'all. But uh, feel free to reach out. And then Jackie and Alex, I appreciate your time. This is uh, this is an awesome thing. Uh-huh. The whole podcast deal. I like I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great idea. And I appreciate you two being involved in it and uh, helping it grow. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, we just wanted like um, to find a way for all professionals for us students to talk to the members, and so we're like, oh, yeah. God, that's a great idea. So, thank yep, you. Absolutely. That. Thanks, guys. See you later. All right. Thank you. All right. So yeah, thank you for coming, Juan. It was really nice speaking to you again uh, uh, all these years. Um, but let's just end this podcast with a one big swoosh. Swoosh. One, one two, three. <laughs> swoosh. swoosh. There you go. That's there it your, is. That's your school spirit. <laughs>